0: This is Wisdom from the Wardrobe, brought to you by Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Hello.
1: Hello. Welcome to Wisdom from the Wardrobe with Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Our show is Serious About Style, Not So Serious Talk. Every week we have a lively discussion. Well, hello, Stace. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lively discussion about all things style and fashion related. We aim to break down barriers, debunk style myths, and impart a modicum of wisdom with our. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to your hosts. First up, we have Bruce Flalmer, owner of Michael Bruce Image Consulting and style expert extraordinaire. Hey, hey. Beck, our fabulous stylist, travel enthusiast, and thrift culture countess. Hello. Stacey, our brand consultant and pop culture princess. She's there somewhere. We'll <laughs> pretend she said hello. <laughs> she's en route. <laughs> and I'm Pamela, image consultant. That's um, me. That's you.
0: <laughs> she is totally on delay mode right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll wait till she's in studio. And like I said, I'm Pamela, um, image consultant, shoe devotee, and music maven. Oh, there we go. There we go. You used kay. Maven
0: and Modicum.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I like to alliterate. <laughs>
0: All these big words. <laughs>
1: I know. I'll teach you some later. Oh, that would no. be really nice of you. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're very, very welcome. I just need to be more cultured. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Something new. <like> exactly. That. <laughs> Speaking of culture, hey, back, what's in the news?
2: Well, another week and another award show. So last night were the Billboard Music Awards. And um, if you want a little bit of eye candy, there were a couple really good looks from the red carpet. Um, my favorite was her in that sparkly red satin jumpsuit. She just looked fantastic. And we had a couple of people who really knocked it out of the park wearing pink. Um, so pink wearing pink, which right. is sort of ironic. Alicia Keys and Saweetie both, uh, you know, they all had really great pink looks. There were a couple don'ts, I have to admit. Um, I could probably live without Doja Cat's (laughs) bandeau striped ensemble, but, you know, (laughs) if you're looking for some inspiration and stuff to wear, you know, as we get back into society, you need to dress up a little bit more. You might be able to find some interesting looks. Um, And something else that I just learned about, which isn't really new this week, but I thought I'd pass it on. um, I love Theory, but my budget doesn't always stretch to Theory clothes. And I discovered this week that Theory has a collaboration with H&M. So if you are in the market to- Maybe find some higher end pieces, Um, you know, higher end designs at lower end prices. That's kind of my, you know, that's my jam. So, anyway, just something I thought I'd share. Anyway,
1: I'm looking at my schedule. Like, what day have I got off this
0: week where I can (laughs) head up
1: to the mall to (laughs) H&M? Can I get a day off, please? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) We have work to do and people to style.
1: Yes, Mm we do. Right on.
0: All right. Well, man.
1: I know, we've got a great show for you today. So, talking of great style, joining us today we're super is. We have our I know, first guest. i very, very excited is the fabulous Sydney Mintle, owner of Gossip and Glamour, a boutique PR agency who work exclusively with fashion, beauty, and lifestyle clients, and she's based right here in Seattle. Um, not only is she a fabulous PR um, person, she also uses her power for good and sparks positive change and supports a variety of fashion-related initiatives in the nonprofit world, um, places like Dress for Success, Wine, Women, and Shoes, to name but a few. Welcome to the show, Sydney. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. We are so excited that you're here. Thank you for agreeing to join us today. Um, So let's just get this kicked off. So we, you know, um, we're happy that you could be with us today. What I'd like to point out is, well, firstly, show working title is Seattle is more than just Nirvana. People right. might not know that, that. yeah <laughs> so many people um especially people that may be new to the area or not local assume that Seattle is pretty much all about big tech industry and the music scene and not much else probably not realize that we do have a really good healthy fashion and style um, scene going on here not just in Seattle but in the Pacific Northwest in general. Um, and really wanted to talk to you a little bit about that today. So um, if it's okay with you, we'll just dig straight into the questions. Let's do it. Okay, perfect. All right, so um, first question that I have for you is, obviously you've been doing this for quite some time and you're very, very good at it. So um, has the type and scale of fashion retailers changed dramatically as far as you're aware over the last five to 10 years, here, not just here in Seattle, but in the Pacific Northwest in, and
3: as a whole? Definitely. And, you know, please feel free to jump in because I know you guys each have kind of a unique insight but when you think about Seattle a lot of people that think about Seattle fashion I think about you know your usual suspects your Nordstroms um, you know we've of course got Eddie Bauer and rei and you know Union Bay and a lot of those brands you know Union Bay in particular kind of had their heyday in the 80s and early 90s and of course that's cycling through again um, and then what we really saw was the rise of you know just e-commerce so the Amazon fashions of the world the zoo lilies um, brands that you know we're really figuring out how to navigate the digital space and so what we saw especially last year is that the brick and mortar retailers who had figured out e-commerce could find a way to sort of squeak through, you know, the pandemic, but the retailers that were brick and mortar that didn't have e-commerce set up as a well-oiled machine really struggled because, you know, they also didn't figure out social media. And so they just, you know, there was like a physical distance between, you know, their customers and their consumers. And so um, what we also saw last year was just a lot of people who were like, I could launch a business and be at home. I can figure out, you know, launching a website and sourcing product and, you know, kind of making fashion fun and accessible for people. And so I think what we're going to see is, you know, a continuation of those businesses as we emerge from the pandemic. Um, And then we're also going to see both sides kind of play with this physical space. It's, you know, people who are e-commerce only that want to figure out what does it look like to be in brick and mortar? And then the brick and mortar retailers figuring out, like, what does it look like to further diversify what it is we're doing in the digital space?
1: Okay, good point. So you touched on their kind of retailers like Eddie Bauer in the past, you know, and I know um, having kind of met with some modeling agencies to do with some stuff with my daughter, you know, a big thing there was the, the kind of brands that were and still seem to be quite prevalent are the likes of Eddie Bauer and Nike. So that's where a lot of like the local model scenes get um their work for their models so you know nike has a great big um day once a year where they have people come in ready for you know doing their shoots etc um Mm -hmm. so there's this idea that you know the pnw is very much all just about like kind of that athleisure vibe it's all trainers Mm -hmm. and leggings and and we know as stylists that's not really all that we're about so what are the kind of retailers have you seen kind of grow into this space I know you mentioned Zulily and we have Amazon but um I know we've had various different styles of retailers come could you kind of elaborate on that just a little bit you know how that's progressed over the years
3: Sure. Well, I think that we're home to a lot of emerging and independent brands as well. And so that was actually one of the fun things to see, you know, people and brands pivoting to make, you know, things like face masks and PPE equipment during the height of the pandemic. And they were able to do that because a lot of them do, you know, small batch production and, you know, kind of domestic manufacturing. Um, So brands, you know, for example, like Guillermo Bravo, he does this really cool sustainable sneaker line. Um, We have, you know, the ULA company that, is you know I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um erica from the ula company but you know I she know really exp- yeah she's amazing and she kind of explores the african diaspora mm-hmm you know through her fashion and and does a lot of storytelling and education frankly there which is super cool um poppy seed is another brand that is doing some really cool things with fashion and she also pivoted to doing face masks during the pandemic um you know and then we've we've also seen um bruce i know your roots are from nordstrom we see a lot of people you know kind of branch off from Nordstrom and start to do their own thing. And so, um, you know, that's happened with knitwear designers like Pei Chi Goo. And then, you know, over the past year, we saw Elisa Yip, who is a style blogger. Her um, blog is E by Elisa or E for Elisa, and she launched a knitwear line using cashmere. Um, So I think we're going to continue to see more people branch off and start to explore their own, you know, creative ideas when it comes to fashion and sustainability and really other causes that they care about.
0: It's really good to see Poppy Seed doing her thing. Um, she was actually part of the independent designer uh, showcase yes. for uh, the Bellevue Collection one year, and I was her mm-hmm. mentor.
3: Oh my gosh, I love that! I was. How
0: many years ago was that? Um, she won probably what, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I was her, I was her mentor, and uh, she I was so proud of her just to see her grow in, uh really start honing her brand and kind of her vision and kind of who she was as a, as a designer. So it was really good to see. So that's really exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. And leading more into that, Bruce, I mean, you have been, you were kind of on the panel judging for the independent designer runway show for the Bellevue collection for a number of years. And obviously you saw lots of designers run through there. You know, did you notice a change in the kind of designers over that period of time?
0: Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting when you think about Seattle, like you had mentioned at first, you know, you think it's one thing, but there is a lot, a lot of talent here. Um,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, people think grunge, right? When yeah, think
0: Seattle, like, a, we're more than that. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of talent. There's a couple designers. I mean, they are just known for just doing luxury cashmere and alpaca. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. we did notice that every year the talent just got better and better and better and better and better. And better. In fact, one of my favorite uh designers recently is um he actually did our mask when the during the pandemic uh came in. Um mm-hmm. we had and uh, he did I think yours is crystal or not not crystal but like sequins. Oh, Pamela. mine's all
1: sequins. sequins. I have a face full of sequins, yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> um I think I had him do a custom one for me, um Gustavo. Um I had him yeah. do Of course I had him do mine and just, you know, of course, you know, <laughs> charcoal gray and orange so and i said dude can you do an orange contrast switch He's like anything for you bruce so he, he did Wait, one for me so why didn't i know about this because <laughs> uh, it was right during the pandemic and <laughs> wow he, you know what it's really funny because he did one for macklemore <laughs> oh
4: my gosh <laughs> and, and
0: that's how we found out about it we're like gustavo let's just do that so we had to make mm-hmm. i'm just trying, trying to help him out so i had to make i need one mess. that
4: says don't ask me to talk
0: you could do that you <laughs> <laughs> could do that so no it was uh so gustavo and he's an amazing and he does men's and women's um mm-hmm. and it, the designer uh here are a uh, super super talented super talented
2: yeah so sydney you mentioned some of the businesses that pivoted but do you can you think of anybody that actually started new during the pandemic like can you think of any sort of mm-hmm. industry local businesses that actually decided hey this is a great time to start a business and like started yeah
3: well i don't know that it was a great time necessarily but I think people. Have- <laughs> free time on their hands or they already had, you know, calendars that were kind of lining up to launch things in 2020 because it seemed Mm -hmm. like a good idea in 2019 and then surprise. Um, But I actually (laughs) worked with a brand last year. Um, It's Akela and she does sustainable size inclusive fashion um, and she's doing it, you know, all domestic production. And so we were able to launch that last fall and it actually did really well because I think one of the things that, you know, businesses and consumers realize is that, you know, we were going to be doing this for a while and it's like, you know, might as well, you know, do what we said we were going to do. And so she postponed kind of the launch for a while and then was ultimately like, you know what, let's see what we can do for holiday and let's just make the most of it. And I think that was the sentiment for a lot of different fashion brands.
4: Well, before we go to break, I will say this. I love the fact that she did size inclusive because most of us gained a little weight (laughs) during COVID. So-
0: The (laughs) COVID-19 was real. Right?
4: So I'm just going to say, what a perfect time to be size inclusive. And on that note- (laughs) Let's take a quick break, and then we will come back with Wisdom from the Wardrobe and Sydney. Thank you. Do you feel like you're stunk in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary, no obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges. Welcome back to Wisdom from the Wardrobe. We are back. We are talking with Sydney and we are discussing Seattle fashion and that, yes, it is not a misnomer or an oxymoron or that there is such thing as Seattle fashion. And before we went to the break, we were talking about a designer that uh, Beth Beck asked the question about, did anybody start things up during the pandemic? And you shared that, yes, there's a gal that was looking to start doing something that's more sustainable, which is something that we love and more size inclusive, which I pointed out is amazing <laughs> timing. So um, one of the questions that I have for you is about the landscape um, in the fashion industry and how that's changed in the last year in Seattle. So Beck asked the question about anybody starting up and you mentioned some local retailers, but just generally, you know, are people rising to the occasion? Are people coming out of the woodwork now like in stomping down the streets like with their masks and (laughs) you know high fashion
0: stomping down the street with their mask
4: right (laughs) like the world if the world is your runway then you might as well stomp down the runway with your mask on
0: absolutely
4: I mean,
3: I feel like so so many. I mean, we saw Reformation open up at U Village. I think that people are trying to figure out creative ways to use all of the vacant storefronts we're seeing Mm -hmm. around the city. I went to the 10th Ave Collective pop up on Capitol Hill, which is six different you know retailers that are um, utilizing the old Toto Cayo space to Mm -hmm. do just you know, kind of fashion installations and pop-ups and, um, you know, Baby & Co. had to close their store on First Avenue as a result of the pandemic. And so they've been kind of digital and then they have kind of a satellite shop in in Idaho. Um, But they decided to come back into the city for a month and really host, you know, a pop-up and reconnect with their customers and, um, you know, just provide a place for people to get offline and connect. And I will tell you, it was so refreshing just to, you know, chat with fellow fashion fans and, you know, see what they've got going on and and shop in in person. And, um, And I hope, you know, that we see additional brands take advantage of just, you know, the wealth of space that's out there, unfortunately, as a result of store closures during the pandemic.
4: I know I personally think it's great that while the pandemic is obviously, I mean, it goes without saying it's been a nightmare for retailers and, you know, just not knowing what's going on. However, it's taken stores back to their roots and really going back to those small ideas and how to connect with their clients and giving them an opportunity to rethink their strategy with their customers, with their merchandise, with the space and all of those things. And that actually makes it really exciting. Mm
0: -hmm. I was in a very quiet, uh, specific place last week, and it was really interesting. There is actually a whole section for pop-ups. Mm-hmm. that they've actually mm-hmm. built in. I mean, there was no one there, but I think that's their one of their concepts that they're looking for in the specific place in downtown is they'll, if you're a pop-up, you actually um, can go there, which I thought was kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years with just kind of that downtown corridor, because there's, you know, I mean, without the cruise ship traffic and without people really feeling like, you know, there's enough shopping downtown to make it worthwhile, you know, to do a trip. um, I think it's going to be quiet for a while. So I'm hoping that, you know, the announcement came last week that we will have a cruise ship season that comes, Mm -hmm. I think, starting in July. So that's really exciting for all the businesses and, you know, restaurants that are downtown.
2: I think you're right, though. Fifth Avenue looks very different than what it used to look like. Very you know, different. It's just, yeah. So, mm-hmm.
4: And we mean the Seattle, Avenue. Yes, Seattle <laughs> yes. Fifth Avenue. Yeah, Seattle Fifth Avenue. I'm sure the New York one looks different, too, however. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think that you know on on that
3: same note, I think this really gives us an opportunity to think about how do we want to rebuild that downtown shopping experience and how can we make it more thoughtful and more equitable um, and really just create something that we feel good about as a whole. And so you know sometimes you have to kind of start from zero. and so um, that's where we're at. And I think that you know this group and um, a lot of you know industry professionals are up for the challenge.
0: I like that you're saying that's kind of cool when she was like, you know, we have a chance to rebuild. I mean, oftentimes when there's something that's very tragic and this was the pandemic was completely tragic. You can look at it two different ways. You can look at like, oh, my gosh, it's tragic and we have to go or it's tragic. And how do we move forward and make it better?
4: It's a blank canvas. I mean, you know, designers and creatives and innovators and business people, entrepreneurs, you know, they're built with like they love themselves a blank canvas and so to be able to figure it out you know the devastating part is obviously the financial fallout in people's livelihoods however from a creative standpoint I would think that it's you know it's a blank canvas how exciting it is and I also
2: think it's not just it's not just the clothes part of the aspect either it's also you know the hairstylists and the makeup artists Mm -hmm. and sort of how everyone's had to sort of reconnect with their clients to make sure that they've got those relationships going forward so i think it is an interesting you know not to use the word pivot too many times
0: (laughs) (laughs) we don't like that word sydney pivot if you uh have heard that (laughs) i think we're
1: just you know kind of fed up of hearing it i think you know um there was i think we've all had to do it and i think we just we're ready for something new and this idea that we can you know change direction rather than pivot or build something new is the is kind of the vernacular that we want to use now as opposed to thinking in terms of okay pandemic change 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 um in a in a in a way that's could be detrimental we want to kind of use different vernacular and right. have it be a little bit more positive because um, there is definitely uh, that kind of negative connotation with that word for us anyway <laughs> no
3: for us too like for my fellow publicists like we're all like ah, oh, pivot we can't hear it one more time <laughs> <laughs> oh good it's not just us <laughs> it's
0: no not just it's us. Not
3: all. like that should be on like the banned list of words it like be. there's a lot of words I have that are banned and like that is going to be added to the list.
4: <laughs> it's going to be an interview question actually for incoming starting publicists. Like what's yeah. another way that you would say for somebody you're working with, they've had to pivot, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jump tracks,
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
4: hit eject. I don't know.
3: <laughs> and we're going to like move this way instead. Like it's, yeah. I mean now it's kind of comical, but in, you know, kind of, at the height of it last year, like there were just so many different challenges that we were all, you know, kind of collectively facing. And I think it was really telling too, you know, from a fashion industry perspective to see which brands were willing to kind of rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. and which brands just, um, weren't willing to kind of say like, these are our brand values. This is what we believe in and, you know, and have a a dialogue about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Sydney, we have thrown a lot of questions at you. Um, and I actually have one, as well um so you're a business owner just like i am um how are mm-hmm. you doing personally on the on the side with um <laughs> personally um, since we've had to modify things um throughout this pandemic how are She's you doing as in the a corner business
3: crying yet so i think we're in good shape yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like 2020 was crazy, especially, you know, I have two small kids, so it was like, you know, kind of navigating everything professionally, but then also making sure that like personally, you know, that my kids were cared for and that, you know, I could become a teacher, like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out homeschool was a problem like that. I'm just like teachers should make a million dollars because you're not the only one that thinks that. Like it was so crazy. And so I was just like, wow, teachers are really underpaid. And also, like, you know, it was a full time job getting them on Zoom calls and doing all these things. I mean, fortunately and unfortunately for me, a lot of my clients put me, you know, kind of on pause from like Marchish through like August. And then by August, all of my clients were like, we can't keep our head in the sand. Like we have to mm-hmm. figure out what's happening holiday we've got to make the most of fall mm-hmm. and so we really you know hit the ground running and and actually did a lot of really good work last fall and you know kind of leading into this spring but it's been a roller coaster and you know and we're not even talking about everything that happened you know with social justice movements and things right. happening right here in our streets of seattle yeah. and so There was a lot of conversations, you know, that I was having around town with fashion industry professionals and different brands that are based here about, like, what does it mean and how can we speak to this in a way that feels, you know, organic and holistic and right for the brand and and also just not have it be talking points, but action items Mm -hmm. that we can actually sort of, you know, measure. So last year was it was a lot.
4: Well, I imagine that your your role, your career as a publicist, you have to constantly be making lemonade out of lemons for your clients and so you're you know like perennially like it's good we're good everything's good but you also don't want to sound like you're you know in a fetal position yelling that into the air it needs to sound authentic and it needs to genuinely be authentic and so you know i know some of the work that you've done and you've done a great job with that and making sure that it is authentic and is the message that they want to convey.
3: It certainly was not easy, but I, you know, and but I feel like there's still so much work to be done and you know, a lot of conversations and sorting out like what makes the most sense for, you know, for the brands and and having it be something that is meaningful and not just, you know, kind of a flash in the pan but that has deeper roots and can transcend, you know, different seasons and we can build on it over time. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking to build with the brands that I'm working with.
0: I like it. Nice.
4: It yeah, makes sense. makes perfect sense to yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. You pivot all the time. do use that word. Don't use that word. <laughs> use that word. Now Pivot's going
0: to get pinched. Ow. Now I'm just messing with you.
4: <laughs> so we what? only have a couple minutes here. Mm-hmm. Wow, so, that went
0: by fast. Again. It always goes by really fast. It always fast. goes by fast. Yeah.
4: Time flies when you're having fun. Is yeah. there any last quick questions or do we want to share uh, Sydney's contact info, what would we like to do? I think we should share Sydney's contact info. She's, you know, she's graced us with her presence today. She's put up with us fools for the day. So So go ahead, let people know how they can learn more about what you do and how you do it.
3: Sure. So people can find me on Instagram at gossip underscore glamour. You can find me online. Um, My website is gossip-glamour.com. Right now I'm working with a variety of you know, of clients, I'm always working with kind of a rotating list of brands. But right now, I'm working with Leslie Page Jewelry. I encourage you to look her up. She does these really cool perch setting rings. Um, I'm working with the Cura Collective, Michelle White Makeup Artistry, Boma Jewelry. Um, I do some work with U Village, UN Spa. And then I'm also working, you might know her, with um, Stylish Sandy. She's one of the VIP stylists at Nordstrom. Um, and she's doing some really cool stuff, you know, for women that are 60 plus, just, you know, really sharing this message that, you know, fashion has no age. You can be any age, any size, any shape. And and I love that messaging.
4: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I like that message. That's our message, too. There you go.
4: Speaking of which, if you want to learn more about our message, then you can go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. If you want to meet with Bruce or one of the stylists, fill out our personal style assessment. You can also follow us on Instagram, michaelbruceIC. We're also on Facebook. And remember, Pamela spends a lot of time working on our playlist. So go to Spotify and look up Wisdom from the Wardrobe.
1: Which reminds me, Sydney, you need to pick a song to add to the playlist.
3: Can I? Okay, because I really love, I saw that on the dining <laughs> episode that you had added the play, and I was like, this is so brilliant. Like, we need a whole playlist. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: So you got to pick a song, text me, Cindy. Text
1: me, text me your song, and we'll add it to the playlist. Okay. Okay. Awesome.
0: Also,
3: just one more one more note about the billboard. Did anybody see Drake's suit? Because he looked really good last he night.
2: He did look good. Yeah. He yeah. Like, I don't good. know.
3: I was I was looking at his son the whole time. Let's be. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's darling,
2: so. Never work
4: with children and pets. Uh, <laughs> I know. All right. On All right, that Sydney. note, unfortunately, we've got to head out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Sydney, thanks, Sydney for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on the show.
0: We'll thanks, guys. You soon. Have a job. great week, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.